a very swinging rendition of an alt-rock classic. A song that embodies the sound of the 2010s. And a somber take on a legendary punk song. You're listening to Themes and Variation. Themes and Variation is a podcast about music and perspectives brought to you by the online music school, Soundfly. I'm your host, Carter Lee. Well, folks, another Themes and Variation coming at you. We got a fun one for you today as we're talking about songs I'm embarrassed to admit I love. So, of course, as we talk about on this episode, it's kind of silly to be embarrassed by musical selections and, and things like that. I'm sure, you know, as a kid maybe you're a little bit more precious about what you listen to and it's got to be cool and like other people got to think I'm cool for listening to this cool song but now it's it's really just about joy do you love the song great what difference does it make if it's maybe a little bit cheesy and a little bit cringy and these tracks are maybe you know on on the edge of if other people are you listening to it they might have uh, some opinions about about your selection there but if you love it who cares so joining me for this deep dive into our potentially embarrassing playlist is, of course, my frequent co-host, Mihaela Lee, and the incredible composer, producer, vocalist, and Soundfly mentor, Lavender Louie. Lavender's incredible career has led her to work as a composer, producer, and recording engineer for several renowned studios, including Dead Room Recordings and Grand Theft Records. Her original compositions and vocal contributions have been used in commercials for major brands, including KFC, Grab, Gojek, and Pizza Hut. She also holds a master's degree in scoring for film, TV, and video games from Berklee College of Music. And we get into all kinds of things on this episode, like the joy of crooning along to a Paul Anka performance, some very unique production choices, and I try and possibly fail to explain the concept of mode mixture. And folks, if you're enjoying the show, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That would really help us out. And if you really want to support the show, consider subscribing to soundfly.com, where we have incredibly extensive courses on everything you could possibly want to learn in music. We also have some very exciting new additions to our course lineup with some remarkable artists. Next one drops in even just a few weeks. I'll have more details on that very soon. So without further ado, let's get into the episode, Songs I'm Embarrassed to Admit I Love. All right, folks, another themes and variation coming at you. Joining me, of course, is Mahaya Lee. Mahaya, how are you doing? I'm doing really well this morning, Carter. How are you? Fantastic. We have the remarkable composer, producer, and vocalist, Lavender Louie, joining us. Of course, also a Soundfly mentor. Lav, how are you doing? It's so good to chat with you. Thanks so much for joining. I'm good. Um... Yeah, it's been busy, but this is great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. We wanted to have you on, I think, as soon as you you know while, joined yeah. the team. Yeah, just like your experience in music is incredible. Uh, your insight into music is remarkable. And also, you're just really fun to chat with. So uh, here we are. We're talking about songs I'm embarrassed to admit I love. Quick disclaimer, <laughs> you know, being embarrassed to like music. Now, I certainly was... The kid who was like, oh, that's all you should be embarrassed to like that song, you know, mom and dad. But I, I certainly <laughs> don't feel that way now. 
I think that's just uh, maturity. I'm still not a very mature person. But I think musically, if you love it, who cares, right? Like, you know, you guys' thoughts? Yeah. Well, I'd like you asked me what you should pick. And I did name <laughs> yeah. some songs that part of me feels you should be embarrassed for enjoying. But um, <laughs> well, well, every time what, I did, what, you were like, I'm not embarrassed of that. I'm proud of what, that well, one. What, song, what songs What songs? came it's, to well, mind for you for me? It's, it's less a matter of being embarrassed of listening to like a specific song as it is loving a song as much as you do, if that makes any... Like, like, that's kind of what got into my head when I was picking my song, too. There's a lot of songs that maybe I like a little too much, and that's embarrassing, you know? Um, but just liking the song, there's no reason for that. But, like, I don't know. You're you're a little bit of a typical Berkeley guy in some ways, and there's a love for dream theater that maybe goes beyond uh, the norm. Uh, hold, hold up, though. Like, the... This gets into just urban legend territory because, yeah, I loved, emphasis on loved, Dream Theater. I absolutely did. This was in high school, though, and I can still appreciate their their musicianship. Sure. When I saw John Petrucci wear a black t-shirt with flames on the sleeves. Uh, you fainted? Whatever, the Octavarium. No, during the Octavarium <laughs> DVD. That's kind of when I tapped out and was like, I think that my fandom has reached its peak. <laughs> Let's get into uh, let's get into music though. I, I'm very 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 excited to listen to these tracks uh, with you both. Uh, so here's our first selection of the episode. Disguised as no one knows Hides the face Lies the snake In the sun In my disgrace Boiling heat So folks <laughs> summer we're, we're listening to Black Hole Sun, of Before course uh, But covered by Mr. Paul Anka, the Canadian crooner himself. <laughs> um, hey, I know you've heard this version before because I play it a lot, uh, a lot more than than I think is normal. Uh, Lavender, <laughs> had you heard this this track before? No, I was very surprised when I put it up on <laughs> YouTube, and my first thought was, "Oh, I need to cover this. I need to make a video of me doing like a piano and vocals cover." I would love to hear that. It, it's Oh man, I don't even know where to begin with this. I, you know, Paul Anka. Just for starters, I had I, my first introduction to Paul Anka was through The Simpsons. Then take a tip from Mr. Paul Anka. To stop those monsters, one, two, three. Here's a fresh new way that's trouble free. It's got Paul Anka's guarantee. I discovered this track actually through this podcast. Uh, we did a covers episode with Jeremy Young, just like our favorite covers. And I, I was looking at the 
Robert Glasper experiments cover Smells Like Teen Spirit, then looked at what other covers are there of, of this legendary track, of course. And this album, Rock Swings, uh, by Paul Anka comes up. The Smells Like Teen Spirit version, I would have talked about that track. It's unbelievable. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, but we did kind of already talk about it on the podcast. So I was like, what other amazing tracks are there? Wonderwall from that yeah, record is that. insane. It's so good. Apparently, for this album, Rock Swings, uh, Billie Jean was supposed to be on the album, but uh, Paul Anka couldn't get a vocal take without bursting into laughter, so they couldn't (laughs) actually get it. That's pretty Um, funny. Which is amazing. Um, There's also honorable mention of this track um, because of like the lounge and big band kind of vibe to it. Uh, It's not a lounge vibe, but there is a lounge kind of style recording by Steve Lawrence and uh, Edie Gourmet. Uh, They covered Black Hole Sun for the 1997 release Lounge a Palooza. Um, (laughs) It's it's fine. You know, it's good. Definitely. Um, But this track, there's a lot going on with this one. I want to touch on the harmony because there's some really interesting things happening. That first verse, when I listened to it, I thought for sure it was a reharmonization of the original. I was like, it's definitely, there's some really interesting mode mixture happening here. And then I go back and listen to the original. I was like, no, they did that originally. Like the harmony is incredible on on the original. I'm going to try to very succinctly discuss modal interchange, modal borrowing, mode mixture. They're all the same thing, right? Yay. Which makes it way more confusing. <laughs> this is going to be super fun. Come along with me on this, this very fun journey. So the first changes in the first verse, you have E major 9, G major 7, D major 9, C sharp minor 7, C major 9, B7, back to E major 9. Our, our tonic is E major for sure. And then finally, F major 9. A lot of chords that are being pulled from different harmonic sources. They're not all diatonic chords. If we think about E as our home, that's our tonic, you can shift everything in the scale after E to give yourself a new harmonic palette. There's no G major 7 chord in E major, but if you shift to E minor, you've got G major 7. The C sharp minor 7, we go back to E to get that C sharp minor 7, but then C major 9 comes from E uh, minor, and so on and so forth. The F major 9 comes from E Phrygian. So you're just changing the the notes after E, changing the scale, changing the mode to get different chordal structures that you can then pull from. Yeah, I was going to say the short way to do that is probably just to go with your borrowing chords from a different key or mode. Yeah, um, I was calculating in my yeah, head. Yeah, but I think <laughs> the important <laughs> distinction for me is that E, we're, we're basing everything off of E, and we're not just saying, like, you can randomly, because you can, you can go into yeah, different no, modes, and sure. you go to, like, C, Dorian, and things like that, but I think to relate it back to E is really important, because you have that that tonic, that tonal center, where then instead of using E major, maybe what chords can you get from E Dorian? What chords can you get from E Aeolian? And so on and so totally. forth. Totally. So, so you're borrowing you do from have, a parallel mode. Yeah. A mode that yeah, starts so in the same per- or tonic. Perfect. Let's get into the embarrassing side of this track, I guess. <laughs> I, I think that uh, there's a couple things. I love, again, I love the original. It's a classic, classic song. Black hole sun, won't you come? So it almost feels like it's t- it's a tough cover because it's just so good it, as yeah. it is on its own. It's really hard to be like, yeah, well, I'll just do a cover of that 
it makes it even tougher when you're like, I'm going to do a big band swing and cover version of this. <laughs> okay. So the, as far as just musically, like there's some cheese there for sure. Uh, some pretty serious cheese, this piano intro. Oh my God. It's, it's, I simultaneously love it, but I'm also like, Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a little bit of an oof there. So let's have, let's have a listen. Stuttering, cold and damp, steal the warm wind, tired friend. Times are gone for honest men. Lavender, I have a question for you. So I'm, if I remember correctly, we went through the same program in college. CWP? Which means, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know that you did a lot of arranging and I know that you're a pianist. Did you ever write that kind of intro? Oh, definitely. I know I did. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's like, that's why it feels familiar. Because we probably both played and written a version of that. Do you, having written them, did you feel like they're what, like, yeah, exactly. You have to arrange for so many different things in CWP. And a lot of them, like some of them you find, I love this. This is going to be my thing. I'm going to really embrace it. And other ones, it's like, I got to do this one and prove to myself I can do it. And then get out. And Big Band was kind of that for me. (laughs) Same for me. I was like a very, um, still am, very pop oriented. Mm -hmm. That Big Band was something Mm -hmm. I needed to do to graduate. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) A means to it end. You still try to do a good job and try to make it cool. Let me ask you this. In in that perspective, though, did you find that through doing it, you gained an appreciation for it and maybe started to love it a little bit? Or was it still after doing it, you're like, I don't want to do this ever again. There's no way I'm going to do this. I don't want to do this ever again. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's for me, honestly. Walking sleep and my youth I pray to keep heaven send hell away. Let's get into why I love this track. This song is just so fun to sing along to. I love, you know, Will Ferrell's Robert Goulet impression. <laughs> and that's, I feel like you can kind of access that a little bit through this record and like, try, it's just so fun to sing along. The phrasing that, that, uh, that Anki uses on the, the hook versus the original, he plays like the, the black hole sun. It's like so swinging. There's these quarter notes that he's just laying into. And then he flips the phrase back to the original. So I want to play that section for you right now. Cause it's really, really subtle, but it, to me, it makes the track. Black hole sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Black hole sun. Can't knock the arrangement. The arrangement come? is super, super uh, exciting. The instrumental break really showcases that. Like, there's super wide dynamic range across all instruments. There's hits written in all over the place. The band is swinging so hard on this song, like so hard. A lot of that is because the drummer, Mr. Vinny Cayuda, on drums back there, legendary session player.
I think this is how we're gonna hear it in my head from now on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go back to listen to the original, it's like this doesn't swing nearly enough. So Lav, what do we have the utmost pleasure of listening to right now? This is My First Kiss by 303 featuring Kesha. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this one and like, you know, like TikTok is yeah. like... Love Kesha. Yeah, if yeah. I'm driving for a really long time, this song, it hits. <laughs> it seems like it would wake you right back yep. up. Definitely. Yeah. Well, where do you want to begin? Because I, I got thoughts. I, 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 the thing I forgot to mention, I think, and, and Lav, you mentioned like this is a guilty pleasure... Ethan Hine said one of the most beautiful things, like he, he was on the podcast a couple episodes ago and he, he said, he's kind of disavowed the notion of the, and I'm, I'm sure I'm misquoting him, but he, he said, I, I've kind of <laughs> disavowed the notion of the guilty pleasure because it's just joy, right? Like if you, if you derive joy from the yeah. music you're listening to, it doesn't matter. Like you should feel good about that. And certainly knowing you as like a, a just unbelievable producer, I get it. I get this choice for sure because there, there are some great production techniques Right off the bat, we have to address the kissing sound. Like that is, <laughs> yeah, that is a choice <laughs> that that got made on this track. That's like one of my favorite things. How many takes do you think they did? No clue, man. But like, like if you hear the the bridge, oh, is it a bridge? Like yeah. the breakdown of the song, yeah. Yeah. where they do this augmentation of the beat. They use it as like the part of the beat. And it's subtle lip smacking. I think they, if they were going to do mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be like, like bigger <laughs> than like, it's like, like it's so weird. I, well, it's the first kiss. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's that's right. It's the first that's kiss. Right. It's so supposed they, to be yeah. a little peck, I guess. I think it's an is- interesting, like creative choice. Definitely. I, I like the idea behind it. I like where the thinking was. It's like a no bad ideas meeting. It's like, yeah, like well, we should have some kissing noise. But I also think I'd love the track more without it, personally. That's just personally. I don't think that... Mm, I don't think it would work without I it. I think that it has the unexpected. Yeah. Yep. It wouldn't be fun. <laughs> fun, yeah. It probably helped the the popularity of the track, though, too, because mm. it does it does set it aside. Exactly. I um, Lav, are you familiar with Lonely Island and Andy Samberg? No. Saturday Night Live, uh, he was on SNL. And I'm he sure has you've a, heard some of that. This song sounds exactly like it. Like, that sounds like Andy Samberg at the beginning to me. Mejia, do you, like... And, yeah, agree, yeah. Well, I'm, but the, they specifically parody music just like yeah. this. In case pianos fall on ya And never go with saunas Cause they're crawling with piranhas And never take the stairs Cause they're often unsafe You only live once Don't let it go to waste Yeah, the unexpected thing. It's kind of like... You know, like like Jason Derulo using unexpected instruments. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. If people aren't used to hearing a sound, but they can kind of sort of identify it, it gives you one more thing to latch on and one more thing that makes the song memorable. Yeah. You know? This is um, like the epitome of pop. <laughs> like, catchy. Exactly. So I'm usually like the very... I love lyrics that are so introspective and they're like... 
you know, they're heavy and they, well, not heavy. It's more like you feel things, you cry. I guess this one, you feel things too, because I get so pumped. It makes me so happy. Like there's this like happiness and I love it, but it's not usually my kind of style, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so superficial. Like what are they talking about? They're talking about like, (laughs) she won't ever get enough once she gets a little touch if I added my weight. Yeah. So there's nothing much really, but it's just pure happiness. I guess you don't really need to have really heavy lyrics to really enjoy a song. I mean, it's relatable, you know, it's still getting at emotions that are fun to talk about. But it's almost like, like as people, me, for instance, I'm annoying to argue with because I get more articulate the angrier I get, you know, like, I feel like that's just an instinct as people. We like to get poetic about our negative feelings. And the happy ones, we just want to shout simple things over, like, we just want to be like, everything's great, you know? That's true. Like, there's no need to get as introspective about our joy. So maybe, maybe happy songs shouldn't mm. be complex. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I wish <laughs> I could do happy songs. It makes me think that I'm a sad person <laughs> because it just doesn't feel natural, you know, writing some like yeah. party song. It doesn't feel natural yeah. to me. The line that stood out to me was no more teachers and no more books <laughs> was, was pretty great. It's like, yeah, yeah. Down with books. <laughs> don't, uh... And I honestly, I couldn't not. I could not remember hearing this song. I certainly remember, like, this was peak Kesha. Uh, it was like 2010, this song came out, right? So it's like a year after TikTok and, wow. and just, like, a massive amount of hits. And also, pro- like, a lot of love for Kesha. Like, all, all the, the BS that she dealt with from producers, Dr. Mm-hmm. Luke, all that, that shit. And uh, incredibly strong artist and, and in a remarkable voice, too. And I think somebody that mm-hmm. you could have as an artist kind of like pigeonhole because she was the sound of the 2010s. I think part of that is like this sound that we know her for is totally like it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear her sing like a ballad or something, it's like, no, this is an incredibly versatile singer mm-hmm. who made a choice that people latched on to. simple chords i think also because like we went to berkeley and then you know how you get into the whole like jazz is great play five thousand yeah. chords in a song <laughs> yeah, and this was, is yeah. like four mm-hmm. chords you know that that kind of that kind of thing so it's like uh what do you call that it's it, you shut your brain off it's akin to like watching like reality tv or something right which i you know i think there's maybe more to this this track instead of like watching like something you're gonna have to really like like actively participate in you can throw this track on I, I hadn't heard this track in honest, like, again, I could not remember the song, put it on this morning and was instantly like, this is so stuck in my head. Like, unbelievably. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I, catchy. I, your, your thoughts, the Lavender, as a producer, just on the production in general of this, the mix and just thoughts on that. Because I think there's a lot to, to take away from that, certainly. Like, I love the vocal production of oh, this yeah. song. I don't think I would be able to do like whiny vocals. This is pretty whiny, right? But it mm-hmm. works so well. Yeah. And that ending part, um, the part where the music drops off and it's just like yeah. vocals. It's yeah. so tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like crisp. And not like overly affected. And like it it just feels clean. Just real, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's where again, and I, we're going to disagree. And I think that's awesome. But on the kissing noise, <laughs> that's where it like takes me out a little bit. Because it's like the vocal sounds so clean and good. And then it's like... Like, <laughs> what does it take you which, out of? It just makes me feel like 
uncomfortable i don't know it's like the, you know that feeling you get in the back of your neck when something just yeah. isn't like yeah i saw like comments um on some website saying the same thing like it makes them feel really uncomfortable <laughs> and some of them was like yes this but shouldn't it i don't know i don't do you feel uncomfortable i don't feel uncomfortable I, I, <laughs> I think it should make you make some people feel a little uncomfortable like the subject matter as simple as it is the idea of like a first kiss like the fact that it's kind of giving you a little bit of a skeevy chills feeling that's actually brilliant <laughs> your first kiss was weird right like did you see the, the music video i haven't seen, seen the video that made me it. feel uncomfortable no. <laughs> so much fun it is it's it is so fun. fun um and you shouldn't be embarrassed about this track at all it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not yeah. really embarrassed about the track that goes back to my question though too like and i think Mahea's barometer let's say you you get in your car and i guess it depends on who you're with right like if it's a really good friend this song comes on you're gonna have a blast right but if your parents are in the car or a stranger, you know, maybe they're not, you shouldn't have strangers in your Why cars. Nobody should have strangers. Right? Well, if you're driving, if you're driving Lyft or Uber or whatever, it's that's, sure. that's your okay. Thing. But just somebody maybe you don't know as well. And this song comes on. Do you, do you do turn you it off? It. That, I guess that's the question. No, I would own up to it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I think, that's awesome. I think nice. I'm definitely going to, yeah, I'm not one to like shut it off. I'm going to own up to it and make them sing it along. And I think they would not be able to avoid uh, singing along, especially with the hook. Like the, there's a subtle build from verse to bridge to hook that just feels really, really good. There's a really nice little escalation there for sure. And certainly, like, there's there's something to be picked out from every song, really ever. But was there anything musically, production wise, anything that you could you could say you maybe learned a little bit from this track, or something that just maybe was reinforced? Uh, well, I guess this is how you write hooks. Mm. Like I noticed, yeah. like the repetition, yeah. like every line for like the verse. My first kiss went a little like this, and then it repeats and repeats, and then it goes like um, in the back of the car on the way to the bar. It's like it's all <laughs> the same contour. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, you can kind of sing along quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You learn how to sing it. Anyone could sing it, really. Everybody will be jumping at the mm-hmm. club. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, you guys ready to move on to our, our last track of the of the day? Yes. Yeah, but it's going to be such a downer yeah, after that. Yeah, it is. That. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> 20, 20, 24 hours to go. I want to be sedated. Nothing to do. Nowhere to go. I want to all right, Mahia, uh, what uh, what are we listening to? <laughs> God. It's a cover of I Want to Be Sedated by the Ramones, mm-hmm. um, done by Benjamin Walfish with the, the singers, I'm going to say everyone's name wrong, Meryl Wagner. Mm-hmm. It was made for the movie um, A Cure for Wellness. It was the trailer song for that. I, yeah, I don't remember I, that coming out either. I don't remember that, but I knew this was for a like, TV show or a movie. I knew it, and I knew mm-hmm. I heard it in like a trailer or something, and I could not remember at all what the movie was or anything like that. So I can tell you a little bit about that. First, let me explain myself. Please. So 
when we first were, you know, working on the podcast in the very beginning, I definitely contributed the most themes to our giant spreadsheet of potential themes. And I thought this would be an easy one. But then I went and I did a bunch of songs that were perfect choices for this for other themes yeah. like recently. I still unironically think All Stars is the greatest song of all time. So I did that and would redo it if I could. I recently did musical theater. <laughs> I recently did um, like a children's Disney song. Otherwise, the Pokemon theme song might have been up there for me. Um, I considered doing Stravinsky's The Soldier's Tale, not because it's embarrassing to like it, but it's embarrassing that I'll never get tired of that. And then I did consider some songs from like compilation albums that maybe you don't want people to know. No, that's what I call music and like. Not quite. No, so I considered the acoustic version of Swing Life Away from Punk Goes Acoustic. Uh, And I considered the punk version of Toxic from Punk Goes Pop Volume 2. Um, Writing that down. Yeah, both worth listening to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any cover of Toxic is actually solid in my book. Well, I've the never original heard a cover is sick, I didn't like. so, you know. Yeah, it's a good one for that. Kind of like Black Hole Sun. Mm-hmm. But when I realized I'd kind of already exhausted all the natural directions to go, I decided to go with not a song that I'm necessarily embarrassed about liking, but like a whole realm of music where I'm embarrassed about how it impacts me. Um It's really difficult for me to watch movie trailers without crying, like a little. (laughs) They're obviously designed to get you to your emotional peak in like 60 seconds or less, you know? And I hate that it works on me because most of the time I can pinpoint the exact musical things they're doing to manipulate my emotions and I still fall for it. (laughs) It's a successful trailer. Can 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 I tell a story? Yes, yes, please. please. Yeah. So um, I used to work at a studio as an in-house composer, right? And you know, when you get the picture, there's usually the reference track uh-huh. that goes with it. So they do the whole um, uh, briefing in a different studio. Like the big studio is when they project the video onto the big screen and all that. And so the reference track was the beginning scene of Up. Mm. Oh yeah, yep. and yeah, yeah. I just kept on crying <laughs> when they were like briefing me. Okay, this is what we need for this ad. The engineer was like sitting behind me, and he just reached over and gave me a box of tissues. Oh my, yeah. So I, yeah, I feel you. I'm, so I'm the same. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's the point of it, right? Like a trailer, like it's supposed to kind of make the chemicals in your brain go crazy and they're really good at getting um composers (laughs) like yourself or arrangers in this case to use all their musical tools and manipulation to make that happen like this song has um or this arrangement i should say has the strings and i think it's either woodwind sound or maybe like a pipe instrument of some sort those come in later it has the acoustic like picking guitar her vocal performance is so intimate and fragile and captured so like you get all her mouth sounds it hits you in a really painful way like it's not punk but there's a rawness in it in the production and the performance Hmm. that also i think you can equate to the rawness it's a different kind of rawness but of the original of course like there there is it's a different energy but they're both very raw so Mira Wagner is um, a Finnish singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. I believe, who's known for more like melancholy, stripped-down, minimalistic writing. So she was kind of the perfect choice for this in many ways. Um, so just to backtrack, the movie, which I have not seen, is a horror film. 
that takes place in essentially a sanitarium. Checks out. So the choice to use the song I Want to Be Sedated, it checks out, but it's like... Like, I went with this as something I am a little embarrassed about loving because it's very on the nose for me. It interprets the lyrics in a very literal way that I really don't think the Ramones meant. Just put me in a wheelchair and get me on a plane. Hurry, hurry, hurry before I go insane. I can't control. The original song is, is about, like, combating boredom. You know, and then this song or this arrangement of it really takes it to like, we're in a sanitarium, we're dealing with suspicious treatments, everything gets real literal, and it's a little cringy when you think about it. <laughs> I have to say, I like that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's an amazing cover, and I love melancholy things that reinterpret, that manage to me- reinterpret the meaning of the song, mm-hmm. like that's... Arrangement can do that, and that's not something I think a lot of people realize. Um, a couple of things about this worth mentioning. I do think that if it was, if it wasn't for the fact that this is such the original, is such a well-known song, then reinterpreting it that way wouldn't have the same slight cringe for me. Mm-hmm. But like, this is like the punk anthem of a generation, <laughs> you know. But I mean, Benjamin Wallfish. You guys familiar with his work? I'm not. No. He's a film composer. You are without knowing it. Um, so he's he's a very prolific film composer who has worked in different facets on like everything from uh, recently The Invisible Man and Mortal Kombat, Hidden Figures. He wrote a piece for Dunkirk. Yeah, again, you shouldn't be embarrassed about this pick. I mean, that's uh, the the title no. of this episode is a and bit I'm of not. a misnomer because I don't think anybody, any one of us, are embarrassed about our songs. But there may be things that people it's could... It's a bait and switch. Yeah, it's... It also... This one, though, is just hard, like, in the morning after listening... Especially after listening to um, the the Paul Anka track, kiss. where I'm, like, yeah. super fired up. And then My First Kiss or, like, ramps things up even more. And then I listen to this, and it's like, yeah, not... It doesn't feel good after listening to this song. <laughs> like, but from an arranging standpoint... Yes. Oh, no, it's beautiful, but... There is, like, a whole subgenre now of melancholy covers and trailer music people are calling it trailer core (laughs) i don't know if that's like something that's used a lot or if a couple blogs decided they would use it and now it comes up when you search because there's other things like like when the social network did that extra creepy version of creep This is a thing, and I think the arranger in me, and, and in Lavender, I'm guessing in you too, is really drawn to the ways that they can take a song that we're already familiar with, so you already have that connection from your audience, and then do things to it that, like... It's like changes the vibe. Yeah! To get it, to get other people to react to it the way we are, it's like you really need to do a good job. Yeah! It's not enough to make it different. You need to make it different in a way that more people will like than be like, oh, this is sacrilegious and completely shut themselves down to it because they already like it. I don't know what movie started it, but that familiarity mixed with like, we're going to take this thing that you thought you knew and flip it on its head. For some reason, 
people connect with that. And in, in my case, it manifests in the form of <laughs> tears that I try to hide from the people around me. Um, which is why I picked this song for this theme. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. It, yeah. I can't I just feel down. It, yeah. I mean, to, to make this relevant, you know, some of the things that make this cover sound so melancholy, right off the bat, the tempo, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's slower. Um, and this is like in terms of making this practical for people writing or arranging. Uh, you could do this not just with this song, but with other songs. The instrumentation is very different. Obviously, the Ramones like are a typical rock band setup. Um, this one, you don't get the drums. You get a guitar, but it's acoustic and it's picking patterns. Woodwinds and strings will both always get at people's core because they're so human. Um, so subtle in this track too yeah well they're, they're very gentle and then the registers they're played in here are close to the timbre of the human voice you know there's certain sounds like like cello um or alto flute or tenor saxophone they sound like people talking and yeah the intimacy of her voice I already mentioned and then the last thing that I noticed quickly, there's so much space in this arrangement. And the yeah, original has wow. virtually none. <laughs> Can't control my brain or no. This is the one part that made me laugh in this arrangement. Um, the ba-ba-ba-bas. Very different in this in a way that's kind of funny. <laughs> Isn't it weird? <laughs> this was honestly the, the reason I thought why you picked the song to be embarrassing like this part <laughs> this is an amazing performer an amazing writer it sounds like a sheep <laughs> yeah like, exactly truly. it does it does yeah no that part i think is embarrassing <laughs> for them <laughs> oh man well but, an amazing yeah, pick that's all i got um yeah i mean fantastic it? <laughs> it's a it's a i think a great yeah thank great you for pick, introducing but, uh, this version to me Lev, you're a remarkable artist, producer, singer, composer, all of the above. Of course, an incredible mentor at Soundfly as well. I'd like to give you some time, though, to share anything that's on the horizon for you, any any of your music that you can point people to anywhere online you'd like people to find you, all that good stuff. Where can they find your music? Uh, the floor is yours. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't have anything going on right now. Yeah, my jobs are all like, you know, for other people, there's nothing like mm -hmm. my artist thing going on right now. So I don't really know what to say. We'll keep we'll keep it under wraps for now. Well, where can people find you? <laughs> I know you have a, a really awesome website. LavenderSounds.com. You can see my work there. 
It has my SoundCloud link and everything. And of course, with with SoundFly, you you lead some really remarkable sessions. What are some of the things that you really are excited about working uh, with students on? I love working with them on like expanding a song from scratch from like uh when they bring in a demo of something just recorded on their phone and then turning that into like a full-blown production that that's really exciting to me and that's going to do it for this episode of themes and variation thank you so much for listening We want to know the songs that you're embarrassed to admit you love. So as always, there is a link to a Spotify community playlist in our show notes. Feel free to add your selections there. If you're digging the show, be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out soundfly.com for all of your music learning needs. And as a special treat, we're going to play this one out with the lav track, Disquiet. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode and a new theme.